Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. It's Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the owner of the Best Business Women Awards. Today, I am joined by Amanda Fitzgerald, owner of Amanda Fitzgerald PR. She is the ultimate door opener. For the past nine years, she's been teaching entrepreneurs how to pitch to the press, how to get past those gatekeepers and secure valuable press coverage so important to know about this if you are entering business awards because business awards can be your ticket to press interest so welcome amanda thank you so much debbie it's amazing to be here so amanda is also sponsoring the best business women awards this year so we're going to talk a bit about that later on but first of all we always ask our guests to share a bit about their business journey and you've had a 9 year business journey so tell us a bit about that amanda well yes you've been working out my years of business journey and actually before then i was running an e-commerce store a luxury e-commerce store selling knitwear imported from peru wow really weird because my whole press journey has started due to the fact that I won an award very early on like back in 2008 or 9 or something when I was selling these lovely brightly colored berets which I would import from Peru so the story about why I set up the business is because um I was I was married to a Peruvian and the in-laws sent over some really beautiful brightly colored ponchos and hats and scarves and everything to the newborn baby to Felix when he was born 17 years ago um and I just thought oh my god I would love to start selling this to you know people because I kept on getting stopped on the street when Felix was dressed up in his lovely bright hat and um, cardigan and everything I thought oh these are so gorgeous Actually, before that, the reason why I was considering setting up a business is because uh, it was before lockdown had happened, obviously, back in 2005 is when Felix was born, actually. Um, I wanted to go back to the office. I used to work in a marketing agency in Brick Lane. And I said to them, I love that office job. I, I love that marketing job. Love the agency. Love working with people. And uh, and I suggested to them that I did some hybrid working. Ever heard of the word hybrid working, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Back then, it was no 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 so the ultimate door opened I hadn't been born then it was literally the doors were closed no we couldn't who would know what you're doing behind the scenes when you work when you're at home I said oh my god I would be working my ass off and trying to you know double triple the results you know because I'm working on my own from home so it was like three days at home two days in the office or maybe two in the office and three at home so I could be with my baby and they said no and I was so upset. I got really down in the dumps because I just thought, oh, my God, I've got so much to offer the world. I can't just be here cradling my baby. I was getting really sick and tired of the NCT group. Just all they would ever do is talk about what size baby grow their baby was in. It's like, oh, my God, there's more to life than just being a stay at home mum. Sorry, everybody who might have been a stay at home mum. But I just literally four months in, it was like, I need to do something. And actually, in the NCT group, there was a woman who was a business coach. 
And I gave her my idea of, you know, selling uh, knitwear imported from Peru because my mum used to run a really successful bead business, importing beads from around the world. So I said, my mum did this successfully and she had her catalogues in WH Smith and got so much press coverage. It was like, you know, amazing. That's what really helped grow her business. And I said, you know, I've got this idea. She goes, man, just go for it. Just go for it. So I went to business school, you know, like an evening class. And I was pregnant with my next baby, Nina. And um, and the and we had to we had to write out a business plan. And at the time, we had two business ideas. It was either to do the knitwear or to set up a marketing business, helping small business owners to promote themselves. And the company name was Promote Me. And the guy, the trainer said, OK, you need to choose which company you're going to put into your business plan. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Okay, knitwear. So I went for the knitwear, sold, uh, you know, and started importing knitwear, selling the knitwear. And it was like doing an MBA and setting up a small business. You know, I was juggling so many balls. You know, you've got your small children, putting them in nursery. It's like, how am I going to get my beautiful, brightly colored knitwear in front of people's hands and eyes? And how are they going to hear about it? So I did about 125 pop-up shops. I literally got in my car and went to, you know, like these posh charity events when, you know, ladies that lunch kind of go along to these events with their little wicker baskets and they got more money than cents and they used to buy the knitwear. And, you know, the knitwear, the ponchos and stuff, it was expensive. My kind of target audience I identified was Waitrose Woman, you know, kind of like a bit la-di-da, has got £75 to splash on a cardigan. So I'd go to these events, but it was exhausting. Mm. And I thought, oh, my God, but I need more people to find out what I'm doing. Then I entered, or I was invited to enter a, uh, it was like a Dragon's Den style pitch uh, awards uh, celebrate, you know, awards pitching event. Um, and they sent, you know, they did the press call. They said, right, you know, everybody who's entering needs to come and be photographed on the high street. There's a massive long photograph of all of us entrants on the high street on Colchester. Then, you know, that was one bit of press coverage. Then we had to enter the awards. So there was press there at the very event. Then I won the award and was given this massive, you know, check with £2,000. And then I got more press coverage and more and more and more. And it's like, oh, my God, I had a taste of the press. And my mum used to get her company into the press and she employed a PR agent in the King's Road, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. And I used to live in Worcester. And I thought, oh, my God, a way to kind of get out of boring Worcester when I was a teenager was to like to go and allegedly help uh, the PR, you know, the PR agent. So I was kind of helping her. But at the time, I did not know what I was going to end up doing. It's just so weird how life or is it the lessons and experiences. And so now what I do, so I was selling the knitwear, enjoyed it. Actually, I was because I got so much press coverage, I got into the Daily Mail, I got into You Magazine, Marie Claire, Vogue, you name the publication, OK Magazine, The Times. I got so many into so many places because I was kind of like teaching myself how to do it. I then got people saying, how do you do it? And I thought, ah, oh, actually, instead of selling a physical product, I actually really prefer selling a service, selling something which I can then help and inspire people. Because so many people have got, you know, really important messages to share and products to, to you know to offer the world I just love it I just love the ripple effect of just helping one person and then the, the amount of people that they help mm. is transformational so that's me in a bit of a long nutshell so what happened to the knitwear business so I kind of wound it down so I just you know I've still got my berets and that was it I just kind of thought do you know what 
I ran it for about four years, rebranded it. It used to be called Peruvian Knitwear. Then I, re- and I employed an expensive branding agency. <laughs> we called it Hum because it's like, okay, so what do alpacas do when they're chewing their grass? They hum. So, um, but I kind of fell out of love with it. I just mm-hmm. really enjoyed, I just loved speaking to, to journalists. And actually, it's interesting, when I was running the knitwear business, I got so busy, you know, doing all these stores and, you know, my kids and all the rest of it, running the company that I thought I'm going to take on a PR agency. I literally went through three PR agencies and not one of them could get the results that I could get. And having gone to many journalists, they say they actually love hearing from the from the entrepreneur themselves, because the entrepreneur is much faster on the uptake to answer mm-hmm. if the journalist says, Okay, we need an answer by 2 p.m. We need high res images, high high resolution images. Can you get them back to us? Yes, every any entrepreneur who wants to get into the press will be like that, hot on it. Whereas PR agencies, they can take a long time if they're not working on that account that day, but it's going to be Thursday. Only on Thursday, the journalist will get the email or the quote or whatever. So yeah, and I, and one day, my the third PR agent that I went through, she said, "Oh Amanda, I've got an interview with X Y Z from you know this publication, this journalist." can you take the call? And I said, I'd love to take the call, like being back in touch with speaking to journalists. I did a load before, then I took on the agencies. Anyway, then I fed back to the lady, to the PR woman. I said, listen, I've had this call. It went so well. And she goes, Amanda, you should do your own PR. And it's like, oopsie, you just put your foot in it, love. I think I'm going to have to go off and do that. You've literally sown a seed, which has then grown arms, legs, branches, twigs, acorns. (laughs) So essentially then, you came from a marketing background, which helped mm-hmm. you with the knitwear business, clearly. Yes. Clearly got uh, those skills that enable you to think about how to market a business. And obviously that PR is part of marketing, no doubt. Yes. And so you took your own experience of promoting your Peruvian knitwear brand and turned this into the ultimate door opener for supporting or to support other entrepreneurs do the same thing yeah I got that yes right. so what I did when I was running the knitwear brand um I made mistakes I got blacklisted by a journalist who said Amanda you called me five times never call me again so I was making mistakes I was getting successes and so then I formulated something called the seven secrets on how to pitch to the press literally the seven steps on what you should do so yeah I was formulating all of this whilst running the knitwear uh, and just taking note, thinking, I actually want to be sidelining and moving away from the knitwear. And actually, before the knitwear, I kind of did one or two other little roles, which were kind of guiding me to where I went. I then helped people like luxury B&Bs. I helped them with their websites. And then I helped one woman get into the press and she managed to get or I managed to get her like a seven page spread in Cambridge magazine. Mm-hmm. All of this was showing me that actually people don't know how to do it. And I am really passionate about teaching people how to do it as opposed to spending thousands on expensive PR agencies with my tips you can do everybody can do it anybody Mm. and I believe and I call it an essential business life skill you know Mm. we've all got life skills but it's a business life skill knowing how to self-promote so that's what I love teaching people to do fantastic so you've come on board as a sponsor of the awards this year for the health and uh, beauty category yeah Um, So what was your thinking behind getting involved with Business Awards as a sponsor? Look, I'm just going to say I've got really bad FOMO. (laughs) I saw the pictures of your event and I thought, oh, my God, it's amazing. And obviously, Debbie, you've got such a massive reputation. I thought they're organised by you. 
you know, and I and I knew, knew quite a few of the women. I'm not involved in this at all, and I would love to have an involvement. And of course, you know, it's brilliant to be sponsoring your awards. I'm really thrilled to be part of the team, uh, and also to meet new people, to be able to potentially help new people, um, and be associated with the Best Business Women Awards because you know it's it's a great organisation. And yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, I saw it all, you know, everybody was blowing up on LinkedIn and I just thought, wow, this is, these are the awards which I actually want to get involved in. So it's a bit of a credibility exercise, um, getting my name out there, you know, one that needs to self-promote, even though one is a PR expert. Um, And also it's great for networking. And I've met some really brilliant people as a result of this as well. You know, really brilliant people. Thank you. Um, That sounds like a good reason to be involved. So I'm delighted to have you on board this year. So let's talk about awards and PR, because one of the things that we're always stressed to people are that the huge benefits of winning a business award puts you at another level because your business has been um, endorsed by experts. It massively counts towards your credibility. Um, What's your take on the PR interest around awards? Well, yes, absolutely. It's brilliant for the credibility, but uh, the press are going to be interested in you, not just because you've won an award. Mm. You know, I, have, I, I do lots of Q&As with journalists and I often ask them this very question. And they say, what we want to know is the human interest element. What loops and hoops have you had to go through in order to set up your business? You know, one of the lovely winners, Viva, mm-hmm. yeah, Viva Palmer, who's created my spike. The loops and hoops that she went through in order to develop and to invent her product, my spike. I mean, it's that is so pressworthy. It's fantastic developing something stuck on a potato, you know, a skewer, a wooden skewer on a potato, then turns into a multi award winning um, essential kitchen tool. You know, and it's the it's the hoops and loops that she went through. How many? And then she used a tent peg, a nail, a this, a that, the other. So it's just a fascinating story. And, you know, also the backstory of her mum cooking. She's I think her mum is 70 or over 70 and she cooks for 70 people at a time. Mm. So it's really bringing together all the reasons why you're running your business. You might have been a lawyer a high-flying lawyer decided to ditch that job like I've got somebody who attended one of my master classes actually and I think she needs to be an award winner she was a high-flying uh, lawyer she decided to quit all of that and to set up a business called a little bit of crumpet and <laughs> she got into the press and sold out okay so she's gone from lawyer to a crumpet a crumpet seller wow and she sold out on national or international crumpet day and that was in <laughs> march the 17th so you know and, and it says lawyer quits to become crumpet maker so what have you done in your past life that is related to what you're doing you might not do anything you know i mean for example i always talk about a golden nugget something which makes you stand out from the crowd so my examples of a golden nugget i'm gonna have to ask debbie what hers are like i'm a wild water swimmer so I've been in the press recently. I was in the Metro the other day and I, I was in um, PA News, which goes across to Independent and everything about the wild swimming. So you might be a life coach, but you might do something quite interesting as a hobby behind the scenes. Like you might be a, a Jimi Hendrix guitarist, like one of my clients was, or, you know, a prote- you know, a wannabe guitarist, even though they were a life coach, they get into the press because of that reason. So mm. We all read press. We hear stories, watch stories, listen to stories when we when our ears prick up and it's like, oh, my God, that's interesting. How did she do that? How does she go and swim in a river? I swim a mile in a cold, freezing river. Like I'm kind of going off it now with all the gross sewage issues. <laughs> but, the, you know, there are other 
you know, exciting things that I can do. And I've taken up sea rowing. So how many, you know, it's what do you do in your spare time? So you often hear, like I remember when I was first setting out, do, you know, doing this business like back in 2014. And it said, and it was a really boring piece about financial, some financial business, which was just starting. And the, there were three business partners. And it said, you know, Marianne Smith or whatever. She was a French woman. So Marianne Smith, comma, tango dancer and financial advisor. And I thought, that's a golden nugget. Or, you know, Adam Peaty. He oh. is the Olympian, the gold Olympian. He used to be scared of water. He, he used to scream the house down when his mum used to put him in the bath. So what is it, all of you award winners and aspiring award winners or business owners, just literally, literally business owner, what do you do that you can go comma, so it would be Amanda Fitzgerald, comma, PR coach and wild swimmer, boom, boom, boom. You know, what is it about you? Say, so, come on, Debbie, what's your golden new game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on the spot now. You are a little bit. You'll have hundreds, I'm you know. one of those dull people that spends all their You're time not working. Dull. <laughs> Um, I always talk about the fact that I started my business before the internet, you know, and the, oh, the yellow, page, yellow pages was our uh, equivalent of Google in those days and, uh, before social media. And, you know, that's one of the things that I talk about when I when I get invited to speak about entrepreneurship, because actually it's never been easier to set up a business uh, these days. Uh, you can set it up. If I decided tomorrow that I wanted to set up a business in anything, I would be able to Google it, find out some information, set up a website, get a phone number and get it going literally within 24 yeah. hours. Absolutely. Whereas, you know, going back 25 years ago, it wasn't quite that easy. Networking really wasn't a big thing in those days. Um, and it's quite, I'm glad that I've had the journey I've had because it's quite interesting seeing that evolve over the past mm -hmm. 25 years. Um, and I'm 25 years in business this year Amazing. myself. Congrats. Yeah, I know. And actually, I keep thinking, oh, gosh, I should. Uh, well, I wrote a book five years ago. I've got another book. Um, I'm a contributory author to another book coming out at the end of. Um, What's it called, Debbie? Ab uh, Collab. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. all about collaboration in business, which yeah. is so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and I think it probably is time that I maybe wrote an article about those 25 years, but that's something for another day. I'd love to hear that article and help you pitch it to the press. Yeah. You probably know how to do it, but it's like, you know, the yellow pages used to be my Bible and now, you know, before, before Google took over. Well, I once spoke at an event in London and majority of the audience had no clue what I was talking about when I spoke about the yellow pages because really? I had one on my slide. Yeah, and I, I just did a quick poll. Well, they were all they were all youngsters. They were all young mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, all under the age of 35. And of course they've never heard of the yellow pages. The yellow pages mm. really disappeared probably 25, 26 years ago. You know, it started yeah. to disappear. Yeah. And, and 20 years ago it was no more. I know it is as a website, um, but as the book that was delivered that was so big you could have killed a person with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> a brick. It's disappeared. So that yeah. kind of dovetails nicely onto talking about what those nuggets are that you can share. Um, I mean, you've been in, running PR for nine years, a PR business for nine years, but obviously with adding on those other sort of eight to 10 years of running the knitwear business. So if someone's listening to this and they're in their first year, 18 months of running their business, what sort of advice can you give them? Because it is tough to keep going. 
It is. Um, you know, I was running my business when I had two very young children. It was very lonely, you know, extremely lonely um, on your own from home. So the first tip would be to network, to join a great sisterly network uh, with people who can help and advise you. I've joined recently Sister Snog, which I am loving and made some brilliant connections. And we've already made some really great mates as a result of it. So check out Sister Snog. Hello, hello. Um, yeah, so basically networking is essential. Also, whatever industry you're in, try and go to those industry events because then you meet people who are in your industry and you can ask them questions. Like I was, when I was doing my knitwear and I was like struggling to kind of get eyeballs onto my website, I went to an event and I saw a marketing person and I said, oh, you know, tell me about SEO, search engine optimization, because it's a bit of a black art. <laughs> um, you know, but I got chatting about that and learned about it. I went on courses. I went on courses about how to do Google ads, how to do SEO. I didn't go on any, do you know, okay, I'm, this is a bit of a plug, but I'm going to have to do it. I didn't go on any courses that did PR, publicity training, because they didn't, can I swear, they didn't exist. And that's another reason why I set up this business, because when at the beginning I wanted to get more press coverage after having the awards, I literally lived on Dr. Google, not the yellow pages, how to write a press release, how to get into the press, because there's nobody like Moa <laughs> at the time, <laughs> back in 2008, nine, etc. There was no education about how to pitch to the press. And that is why I'm doing it, because I'm um, plugging a need. You know, it's a, it's an it's an un, it was an unmet need. Um, knowing how to pitch to the press. So that's why I'm doing that. So yeah, I would really recommend actually trying pitching to the press. Mm -hmm. You can go to Dr. Google, you know, there will be, you know, things everywhere teaching you how to do it. My one tip, if you want to go and get into the press, is to pitch to the local press. Cut your teeth doing local press coverage. I live in Colchester, running my business from Colchester, and I'm from Worcester. So I went to the uh, very glossy magazine. It's called Worcestershire Woman or no, Worcester, Worcestershire Living or something like that. You know, you get, um, you know, these regional magazines. And I said, I've just won an award, um, you know, and, and I'm importing my knitwear from Peru. My children, I'm bilingual. My children, I'm bringing them up to be bilingual. You know, gave them a bit of backstory. And I had like a two page spread in that local publication and it's like oh my god people want to hear about me so everybody listening will definitely have some interesting backstories that the press will want to know but definitely go local first so try your local newspaper and i know that everybody's saying you know they're all shutting down and everything but you will have tv local radio um, you'll have you know obviously go for podcasts but really try and cut your teeth locally like for example back in I think it was 2010 it was the world cup and I was hel helping out a local Worcester restaurant to get publicity and to help them with their marketing and I came up with a bit of a brainwave um, basically it was an Italian restaurant and it was the night of the England versus Italy match football match and I said to the guy, literally, I think it was the day before, or even that very same day, I said, can you please design a pizza? Oh, that's right. It was when, do you remember Mario Balotelli, that guy? Oh, who, yeah. You had the peroxide blanc mo mohawk, yeah? I said, can you can you create a pizza which which represents Italy and him? They made this amazing pizza. So it had the flag of Italy, so green, white, and red. Down it, they had caramelised onion for his oh, mohawk. So I called up Worcester Evening News and I said, this is amazing. For this match tonight, you need to come down or tomorrow. So the photographer, or the, sorry, the journalist said, oh my God, I'm going to send the photographer right now. And it made page three of the Worcester Evening Gazette. Fantastic. You know, 
think outside the box when you're trying to get into the local press. There you go. Some great advice there. So I could talk to you all day about PR because I find it really interesting. And I've been lucky enough to have myself, national PR and local Amazing. PR. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's come from a variety of things that I've done. So working with charities or the book that I wrote, The Successful Mompreneur, or yeah. you know, being winning awards and being seen as a local sort of business expert, yeah. one of the better words. So when the COVID pandemic started, I, I was on BBC Look East being interviewed about mm-hmm. the impact on small businesses yeah. uh, of the pandemic. So that was a lovely phone call to get. Congratulations. Yeah. And that, but that came off of the fact that I'd been on BBC Three Counties Radio a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. You're held on some database somewhere. Yeah, they do. I've got clients who literally are now, they need to get a pass, you know, because they're literally in and out of the studios all the time. Or like you are, you are on Three Counties, then you can go around syndicated Mm. around the country. Yeah. Brilliant. And over the years with our awards, we've had um, some great success stories. So, the lady who won our best legal services category back in 2019, Aisha Nayar, she has a regular slot on Rip Off Britain and the Steph mm-hmm. Lunch Hour show. Amazing. We had our charity champion winners on um, Steph's Lunch Show a couple of weeks yeah. ago, Dance Syndrome. We've had uh, one oh, of our Dance most- Syndrome. Yes. Lovely. I saw her at, the, uh, at your awards yeah. the other day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And... Bieber's obviously got some great PR. She was on Times Radio, wasn't she, the other week? The cooking demo, that was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. We had Ashley uh, Ligro. She was on the Victoria Derbyshire show. So her story was really interesting. She won Most Inspiring Businesswoman a few years ago and at the time owned a podiatry clinic and health mm-hmm. clinic, uh, but had once been homeless and lived in a car. So yeah. her human interest story... Yeah was invited uh during a homeless awareness week yeah um victoria derbyshire Derbyshire was interviewing people who had been homeless and brought their lives back together and that was where her human interest story came from and she was interviewed on the tv show um so those kinds of things are such great coverage um that i think awards bring that extra credibility to you and help you get that story out there because it's kind of like you know a a springboard isn't it to get that yeah. story story across oh it is it's the confidence booster as well I mean I when I won that award and won my two thousand pound check it's like oh my god it, it's validating it's like yeah. hmm, I'm doing something which people admire I'm going to get press coverage as a result of it and it's like it's it is to set up a business and run a business blood sweat and tears <laughs> amen sister it bloody well is and then to get an award it's like yes thank you I've made it I'm making it yeah and I think it's you know what it's it's a celebration of achievement and at the end of the day you know when you work for a big company you kind of might get your bonus checks and you might get your annual appraisal and a pat on the back and people Mm. tell you you're doing okay when you work for yourself the only annual appraisal you can have is with yourself so to get that external validation, and I kind of look at it like that for myself, yeah. um, you know, people say to me, do you still enter awards? And I've entered an award this year myself. I entered the Great British. I hear that you're award. a finalist. I am. What's the award? Come on, don't under yourself. Yeah, Female Entrepreneur of the Year. Amazing. Congrats. So I decided to go for that. Um, a lot of the awards I've won over the years have been either for the networking company or the marketing company. But this is about me, really, this one. And um, I thought it's 25 years this year. Yeah. So I'm going to go for that. 
And yeah, there's 20 of us have been chosen. Um, there's some fantastic women in the category. So mm. I'm just thrilled to have been shortlisted. Amazing. So yeah, we've got the final at the end of the month, which is quite exciting. Ooh. Is it a face-to-face? Yes, it is. It's at the Hilton in Reading. And yeah. they also run it as a fundraiser for a charity as well, which I, mm. for me, I thought yeah. that was really lovely. And I was, yeah. I was definitely getting involved when I saw that. Yeah. I definitely wanted to enter because of that. So I think, um, you know, I do practice what I preach. Um, yeah. I do think that, you know, it's never, I don't think it's ever just one award. If you just, if you, if you do an award every year, you might win, you might get shortlisted. I think it just keeps you out there, keeps the yeah. press interested in you. But you've also got to be inventing other things in your business. And like you said, thinking about what's going on in the environment, what's happening out there that you can hook into. Mm-hmm. So I think your example of the football match is amazing we've got the coronation coming up this year yeah yeah all kinds of things that people can tap into to create more interest in their business and what they're doing as well as awards <laughs> mm-hmm. yes i know there's so many ways that you can get press coverage and you know awards are a fundamental thing and also i was on a train because i've been nominated as well this year award, an award which has thrills and um and I don't know who nominated me. So whoever you are, thank you. And I was on a training session yesterday. You know, the, uh, the NatWest, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, NatWest Accelerator lady was training mm-hmm. everybody who's been nominated how to enter an award. And she was literally teaching what I teach. It was brilliant. She said, you know, you've got to describe what you do as though you're teaching or talking to a five-year-old. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's what I said on my new client questionnaire sheet. That, for me, was the IP of a Sunday Times editor. So when his journalists say, Bob or whatever his name was at the time, you know, I want to talk about Amanda Fitzgerald and she's this, this and this. She, that woman, the journalist would have had to have said, you know, and she trains business people how to be seen on telly. <laughs> well, you know, how to get onto TV. You know, that's what I do. Um, so it's really good if you carry on entering the awards year in, year out, to be able to hone what you do succinctly, but make sure that you do it in a clear way without any jargon, or as that woman was calling it, jargon. She kept on saying jargon. <laughs> jargon. Jargon when you jargon. I kept the jargon. Hey, God. <laughs> well, we will end our conversation there. Thank you so much for joining me today, Amanda. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. That's okay. Um, If you are listening to the show, we will put details into the show notes of how you can contact the ultimate door opener, Amanda, and find out more about her business and how she can help you with your press. And if you're watching the video, details will be in the YouTube notes. So thank you for joining me today. And we will hopefully see more of you and hear more of your success stories very soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.